In 2019, a remarkable journey began with a simple act of compassion, the adoption of a school in Luero. This act set the stage for a series of transformative events that would shape the path of philanthropy, humanitarianism, and social entrepreneurship for me. The Anga Foundation emerged dedicated to work in early childhood care and education, uplifting marginalized youth by expanding our scope of work to the Nogura Mount Home in 2021. In 2022, the dedication and impact of the foundation was celebrated as I was named the youngest winner of the prestigious Top 40 Under 40 Award by Vision Group. This milestone served as a catalyst propelling me towards many opportunities in the future. The recognition did not stop there. The University of Waterloo acknowledged this work, featuring me on the Faculty of Science page. Opportunities followed suit as jobs poured in rapidly. The Waterloo Chronicle sought out my thoughts on combating racism and promoting equity, diversity and inclusion. In 2022, a defining moment arrived when I joined the Canada Children's Hospital Foundation, a job that breathed a new purpose into my life. With the continued efforts and work, the impact that I had continued to resonate, earning me a featured spot in the University of Waterloo's President's Update, Global Futures Magazine and online publication in 2023. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Young Guy International, a product of the Young Guy Initiative and proudly affiliated with the Darabini blog. Join us on this inspiring journey of creating impact, inspiring change and spreading hope in the world. Hello and welcome to the Young Guy International, ladies and gentlemen, from wherever you're listening to this from. The mission here is to create a socially connected world by diving deep into captivating stories and experiences that shape our world, providing you, the audience, with fresh perspectives and a renewed sense of curiosity. Whether you're a seasoned enthusiast or a curious beginner, this podcast is for everyone who craves a bit of intellectual stimulation and through these thought-provoking discussions. My name is Darren Haribene, and I'm the host of um, this podcast. And today with me, I'm honored to have uh, Mr. Marco Prosiman, Welcome to the podcast, Michael Frostman. It's good to have you here. It's good to be here. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Um, a bit of background about uh, Michael. Michael is a professional um, speaker who specializes in team culture, development, succession, and startups. He's the founder of one of the biggest charities in Canada, Toronto Unity Charity, an organization that is using hip hop to improve youth mental health. Michael. Um, built Unity from the ground up for 15 years out of his passion for hip-hop and mental health. He is also a CEO of Epic Leadership, which we are going to discuss, and an author of Building Unity, a great book, which I personally have read, <laughs> the book that shares um, practical steps on how to launch, lead, and, and, and leave, at the end of the day, a sustainable organization for the next people coming. So again, Michael, thank you very much for being here. I think this is going to be an interesting conversation for um, the audience. I know they have many things that I would like to learn from you, my audience in particular. So thank you again. 
an honor to be here. I, I'm happy to share stories that, you know, from the past and the present. And, you know, I appreciate what you're doing here. So I'm happy to, to you know, just be a part of, of this, this great uh, conversation. So thank you. Thank you, too. And you're welcome. Um, to get straight into it, I want to start from the beginning, um, which is your passion for dance and the mental health. As I was reading your book, um, you mentioned how it mental health, but also your passion for b-boying is something that has always been a part of you from a very young age. And the question is, how has your experience in the world of b-boying influenced your approach to leadership, um, coaching, and the social impact work that you are currently leading? So how is the uh, influence of people or... Um, now, how was your experience in the world of b-boying, you know, in hip-hop? Oh, the b-boying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, totally, yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely defined who I am and how I sort of move through the world. I, I Hip-hop culture is, is this really incredible thing that, you know, people will describe it as a culture. And it's interesting because, you know, people... Uh, who, depending on what elements you practice, and I'm, I'm a b-boy breaker, I've been doing it since I was 13, so that's a long time, more than 20 years. Uh, I won't give away my age, but just, <laughs> you can do the math. Uh, and it's, it's, it's beyond just the art. It's beyond just the expression. I find it's about community. It's about music. It's about... Uh, especially breaking, but there are four elements in hip hop, DJing, graffiti, breaking, um, and uh, emceeing. And uh, each one has its own sort of subculture elements and obviously it's history. And, you know, a lot of them or all of them came from the South Bronx in uh, the 1970s. Actually, they just celebrated the 50th anniversary of hip hop this past summer, which uh, was an international celebration of, you know, where all these elements came from from young people who were just you know looking for an outlet for what was going on in their lives in the south bronx at that time and they created what is now a billion dollar industry but industry aside it's it's a beautiful culture that uh just embraces young people for who they are and, and lets them share their voice in ways that maybe they weren't being heard before so hip-hop is a is a beautiful a beautiful culture and i guess to answer your question and uh, very specifically, you know, oppressed people back in the South Bronx, uh, specifically Black and Latino youth, who were just creating uh, out of a desire to, uh, you know, express what their stories and what was going on in their lives, and they created hip hop. So imagine that. Like imagine you, what you know of hip hop today was created by kids you know in the south mm. bronx in one specific place in the world so all those different elements it's just it's incredible and, and i think about that a lot uh as a b-boy uh you know i get to travel the world i get to meet people i've slept on people's couches in, in japan i you know had the opportunity to go to so many incredible places because of breaking as as a b-boy and mm. and that community is is very much understood no matter what country you go to in the world, uh, you get that respect. Even in situations where I've found there are political differences between countries and religions, still I've been accepted as as a b-boy. 
and and and, and that is uh, many times uh, overcome and and provided new inroads for you know cultural conversation. So when you ask how do I relate this to creating like an organization or or being a leader in in the community, I think it's everything. I think it's how we speak to people. I think how I speak with folks and and you know just on a level of respect. I think hip hop is all about you know peace, love and unity which the world needs a lot more of these days and I approach every conversation I have with respect, you know. Um and I think that's that's something that we just don't always do as human beings and and uh I think we have a lot to learn from hip hop and you know just exchanging ideas. You don't have to agree with someone like when you're in a cipher which is like a circle that you know in breaking where people just throw down and show their show their moves and exchange conversations through dance like you they're not always like i guess harmonious places this is the place where you can settle your differences this is a place where you can call someone out because you think they're a jerk you know you don't like the way that they act but you can express that through a conversation on the floor versus you know physical physical violence so i think there's so many ways we can learn from hip hop uh from the way we communicate and conversate um through peace building as well as um creation i i think there's a lot of elements of just creating things that never existed based on your own personality your own style your own dreams of what you can imagine through this dance there's 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 a foundation there's like the basics but mm. beyond that you can really kind of take it in any direction that your heart sort of desires which is very freeing because a lot of art forms are like this is what you have to do and you have to perfect things within this box or even things in life and and hip hop blows that out of the water it says do whatever you want and and there's some like extreme stuff where people just do things that have nothing to do with what seems like the the core but generally it's based on that foundation it's based on the foundation of moves that you learn top rock footwork freezes power and how that you want to add your personality your style your you know signature your personal signature to that so there's so much to extract and pull from that in life in business in leadership you know i you know maybe you can see some parallels between things like the cipher you know where you're sharing ideas and challenging each other things like how you create and get innovative on certain moves and certain combinations of of steps um but yeah like it's kind of limitless the ways i relate life to hip hop honestly and and the more i practice and and become you know part of that community in different ways i realize like life very much is a microcosm of of this community or can be and there's a lot of beautiful things to take from it's not perfect there's there's some terrible mm-hmm. stuff in in hip hop but you know i think people focus on the negative that you know that 1% and don't really look at like all the beautiful things that this community has to offer that's true um in the beginning of your answer you did mention how B-boying is has been critical in defining who you are. My question is around that. How important do you think defining um the path that you want to go in at an early age is in helping you get to 
that level of success or that level of impact that um, that you envision for yourself? Yeah, I I think hip hop took a played a big role in in that in that like it taught me. I mean, I don't know if it taught me discipline, but it like reinforced it. Like if I wanted to get a move, I'd have to practice. I, you don't just it's not it's not like the instant gratification of of you know today's world where you kind of see something and you want it right away this is this is something you can see and it could take you 10 years to learn you know it could take you 5 years to learn one specific movement it could take you depending on who you are your body your patience your how much time you put in like it could take you you may never get it right so i think there's like a lot to learn from that and like you have to work hard to get success you know in in breaking it is you know some people have a natural ability and that is true like maybe you'll learn it faster or whatever but you have to work for it and you have to put in that time and i see that the same in entrepreneurship in building unity we we put in the time you know like for every success we had we put in years hours you know days and early mornings late nights no weekends working that no one saw, right? Uh, mm. So I, I look at it as when you see a success, when you see that final move, thinking about how much work was put into that, and then and then really just taking one step at a time, like not getting overwhelmed by the the, the outcome of like I want this move, but actually enjoying the process and like <laughs> enjoying practicing, enjoying learning, enjoying kind of like the small wins along the way because. If I'm too focused on that big goal, then I'm never. I'm gonna. I, I got very unmotivated when when I was too focused on the big goal. So to me, it was like, what are the little steps I can take? What are the small wins I can make? You know, uh, maybe I unlocked part of the move that I was interested in, or the movement that I was like wanting to get. And that to me is a, is a huge win. You know, um, so if I'm only focused on that final goal, then like. I'm never going to feel like I'm winning, but if I kind of fall in love with the learning process and the actual feeling of not doing well, of actually failing uh, a lot, I'd have bruises all over my body and when I was breaking because I couldn't, I was hitting my shoulders in the wrong ways or I would, you know, hurt myself. So I really, there's a lot of reasons to stop, but then for me, it was enjoying that process, not just, that final outcome and same with building unity like you know until we got our first grant until we you know were able to get through to some of the principals in the schools like there was not a lot of success it was just focusing on the few things that were working and then sort of building slowly and thoughtfully from there true true and speaking of unity um I noticed a lot of learning curves and lessons along the way, especially in how um, you narrated them in the book. But if there was one lesson you would like to share with the audience from your experience building Unity and how that has sort of shaped you and who you are, would you like to share that and just tell us how that one lesson ended up shaping you into who you are? Because I, I know that failure is a key ingredient to success and just rightfully so as you mentioned it so what lesson do you think helped you shape um, the way you view um, work the way you view success and how has it helped shape 
that whole narrative for you now? Yeah, I would say it's, uh, I describe it in the book as like, if something is broken or not like working in life, in the government, in your business, in your family, in, in breaking, if I can't get this move, then uh, in breaking, we call like, we call it flipping something. So you flip it. If you see something that inspires you, um, but instead of just copying it and doing the exact same thing, you kind of, you, you take it and you make it your own, you add your own personality part of. So for me, we were supporting artists, the hip hop community. It was a community that we were genuinely part of. And we brought in artists who were part of that to help move that mandate forward. Um, so that's one piece around like, I don't know, like being part of the community that you're, you know, supporting so that it's not just like, you know, I don't know, helping someone, we got to do, we got to hurt ourselves to help other people. And I just, I don't believe that that needs to be that way. Um, so those two things really are, are sort of principles that I stand by because, you know, if you're doing all this good work in the community, but you're kind of killing your team, then like, I don't know, that just doesn't feel, that doesn't feel yes. right. <laughs> and, then, and like I told my audience in the beginning of, because this is a two-way uh, interview with different parts to it, essentially what I'm trying to do is give people a feel of a different part, a different try, trying something new and trying to see whether this kind of content and this way of approaching the podcast world is still something that is interesting. So for those of you listening, please stay tuned. We're going to have part two coming out at a much later stage. But from the small conversations that I've had today with Michael, I'm tuned in and this is going to be much more.